All right, guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce part one. We kick things off this week talking to our friends at Dichroma. What a brilliant band and what a brilliant couple of guys to talk to. Uh, we had so much fun just chatting about their music and their process and their thoughts around why they're doing what they're doing and, and the way they're doing it. And it was absolutely brilliant. Really, really cool interview. Uh, and I also asked them what their favorite part of the face was because, you know, it's good to know, right? Um, <laughs> really, really good fun. Uh, chatting to those guys and then we just seem to have this wave of world exclusives on uh, world premieres on on part one this week it's insane Um, and that all culminates in a beautiful new uh, orange g track uh, which comes out uh, in a few days uh, depending on when you're listening to this it might already be out but from the time i'm recording comes out in a few days uh, and it's perfectly sets us up for what's going to be a very very trippy part two um, as well so yeah absolutely brilliant uh, part one that you guys are going to love thank you so much for listening spreading the word sharing this uh, supporting the band supporting each other uh, it's been absolutely brilliant and i think as we start to see more light at the end of the tunnel that's been uh, the past year with uh, with covid and everything else um, associated with that um, one thing we can definitely say is that this show has gone from strength to strength thanks to the support of absolutely everyone. So uh, that's you listening right now to me, um, who is actually stopping you from listening to the music of the interview. So I'm going to shut up now, but thank you so much. Uh, enjoy. Hi, this is Orange G, coming at you from Pittsburgh, PA in the United States. You're listening to Dr. Bones and Mike Five's New Music Saturday. I hope that you find your favorite new band today and enjoy the ride, especially the part where we go down the rabbit hole, and that's my favorite part of the show for sure. Is, is, that, is that a good lead-in? I mean, what's that? <laughs> Cornhole League, then on Saturday? If I cared about what you do on the weekend, I'd stick a shotgun in my mouth and pull the trigger with my toes. to new music story hashtag NMS uh, obviously we're a little bit late so most people point out but it happens from time to time so welcome to the show I am Dr. Bones the doc of rock and many other things not a medical doctor but a doctor and then we have of course my co-host partner in crime the cards everybody wish they were Mike Five what's happening Mike I'm good man I like the fact that you said we're, we occasionally from time to time run late whereas actually 
if we ran on time, no one would be listening. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, if we advertise the show for like half that, we wouldn't start till on the next hour. So right. we probably have to keep it like this, right? But yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Uh, very good, thanks. It's been a good week, but glad it's Saturday. And let's get right to it. Let's welcome our musical guests for tonight. Dichroma, welcome, guys. Hello. How are you? Very well. What's happening with you guys? Uh... In a general sense, <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're doing an interview on uh, New Music Saturday. You might have heard of it. Um, I've heard that's a really really good show. How's the interview going so far? Uh, I don't know. It's starting late. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair comment. <laughs> no, what? How are we doing? We're. Um, we're uh, relaxing after our, our last release and sort of ramping up towards the next one right now. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, and, it's next weekend's actually next weekend is, is the one year anniversary of the release of the first EP. So, oh, wow. uh, quietly reflecting on, you know, what progress we've made in, in a year and, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and obviously looking forward to, uh, the, the next release, which we're diligently working on behind the scenes. <laughs> Very good. So your your first release was a year ago this weekend coming, did you say? So next weekend or next week? Yeah. Whatever you just said. Sorry. <laughs> I made that much more confusing than it needed to be. Okay. He's not so, a good <laughs> No, <laughs> but I'm really bad at this job, actually. Um, but you, uh, so you must have recorded that. I'm guessing you didn't like recording the night before because it sounds amazing. So I'm guessing you spent some time writing and recording those songs and then you released it. And then I don't know exactly what happened when, you know, in terms of what dates things started to shut down and whatever in, in every part of the world, but you guys are obviously um, near Bainsey. So it was around this time, presumably you released something and the whole world started to fall apart. Yeah, Is that, yeah. That's fairly yeah. accurate. Is there a connection yes. there? Well, <laughs> I think so. I guess that was that was the implied question. I guess, yeah, was it your fault? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah, it was kind of interesting because we didn't we didn't actually pick a finalize the band name until about February of last year. Oh wow! And then okay. we uh, we sort of submitted the EP to you know like a month in advance kind of thing, and then while we're waiting in between, yeah, so. <laughs> The whole world changed, yeah. and it was like, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't release it now." Uh, is anyone even going to be listening to music? And, and we had some discussions about that, and 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 yeah, I mean, part of it was <clears throat> we we decided to put it out anyway because I figured if there's people at home with nothing to do, maybe they would check it out. <laughs> that's that's not very thinking that, that that you know people are always looking for new music. I mean. Yeah, but Twitter seems to have those posts every day. Uh, yeah, but why do people really... never find new music on their own? I, I've never been able to figure out. <laughs> it's a super high bar, right, for people to listen to our music. Like literally, they have nothing else to do. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trapped, trapped, you know, like barricaded into their bedrooms with a shotgun in the zombie apocalypse. And oh, hey, maybe I'll finally listen to this band. Um, this is horseshit. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, but oh, like, and it sucks. Right. Yeah. We didn't, we well, didn't spend it, uh, a, a long time recording. Part of part of the, uh, I mean, the first EP, we kind of just made a decision about two years prior to uh, finish up some stuff and put it out. Um, 
Paul and I have been writing off and on for, you know, a fair amount of time. And we'd, we would get to like 80, 85% finished of a song. And then we would sort of, the, the last 15% is always a lot of work. So mm. we would sort of go, oh, let's, let's work on something else. <laughs> so <laughs> we have all these songs that are sort of in various states of development that we never finished. And then we thought, well, let's get something done. And we made a decision to do that. And then we spent about eight months trying to figure out can we record stuff at home and have it sound like it was done at a big studio, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, did a bunch of research on that and then figured out, yeah, if we just make sure we do the best, you know, tracking and recording possible. And then <clears throat> we discovered that we weren't really up to snuff on playing it that well. So we had to work on that for a bit. And then, and then it was trying to find somebody that would mix it for us in a studio because that was one of the one of the things that we really wanted to do. One of the right. one of my pet peeves with uh, the decimation of the music industry in the last two decades is that production seems to have taken a complete backseat to uh, music. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it, while it's great that everybody can sort of do stuff at home without having to go to a studio and spending money, yeah. a, a lot of my favorite albums. You know, they have a certain sonic quality to them that I really like, and and that's not easy to do in a home studio by yourself. So we 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 definitely want to look out and get like uh, someone who was knew what he was doing mixing wise. And uh, fortunately for us, we uh, know uh, Julius Buddy. Uh, he's a Juno Award winning producer in Canada. Uh, he's mixed, uh, produced uh, Alexis on Fire right. uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Protest a Hero and that kind of stuff. Um, um, it, it turns out that I had demos of his old band that he didn't have. Oh, so no. that sort of initiated the conversation. Nice. <laughs> so we'll sort of go, hey, if I give you these these demos that you don't have, how can you mix us for us? Well, Will you let us pay you to mix our stuff? Yeah. <clears throat> But that's actually, yeah, that that was kind of the idea, and I kind of forget that we that we started out with that experiment in mind to to see whether or not it was possible to do just about the whole thing, mostly in the digital domain, like mostly in the box, uh, in, in a small home studio, and then take that and pay someone professionally to mix it and to do all the. The, the for me in terms of like mixing all the actual art, artistry stuff because I don't actually think that recording signal is particularly artful. Um, and to see, I think the key like is how well you play it, isn't it? So it's interesting you said you realize you kind of had to learn the songs. For me in the studio, that's the biggest thing is you think yeah. you've got something, you know, particularly, you know, I'm in a, a band with four other people, you know, we we sort of all just get along and jam and mess about and then we come out with some songs and we go, yeah, that's ready. And then we go and record it and go, oh, actually, we probably need to learn it. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. it's only, it doesn't matter how good your equipment is. I've recorded in some really nice studios, but if you don't learn the fucking song, you, can, yeah. you can't play it. In all the years that I've been playing guitar, uh, one of the things that I regret and I've learned in the last 
two years, year and a half is I wish I'd practice with a click more often. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, I know. Yeah, that always Because once happen. you get that skill down, it's so much easier to track stuff. But yeah. until you get used to it, you're like fighting it. And you're, or when you fall behind or ahead, you can't figure out why it doesn't sound right. And, you, and, and it's really frustrating. So if I have any advice to people that are sort of just starting out, not that they should take any of my advice, practice to a clear. <laughs> you're going to give it anyway. Uh, I, I actually think there's there's a there's a benefit to not having infinite ability to record and re-record and fix things and auto-tune things and everything at your disposal. Because um, you know, back in the day, in, in I don't know, I don't want to date myself here, but let's say long enough ago that everything wasn't digital and things were actually being printed to tape, you would go in there and you'd be paying you know 100 bucks an hour or whatever for a studio, and you better you better nail it. And yeah, you better practice yeah. it hard. And this idea of like, oh, you just, you know, this is a great performance, but you just played this a little out of tune, so I'll just pitch correct it. Or this is a great performance, and you sang it 60 times, and we're going to stitch it together from the best takes. Like, that kind of didn't really exist back then. Yeah. So uh, we, we fall into this trap, and I think we're, we're trying to fix a little bit, is that when we're in the middle of recording, if we, if we don't like something, we have the freedom to fix it forever and ever and ever right. and never actually release it. Um, so in this last release we just did, we were in the middle of recording Frame Dragger and Aaron kind of said something like, oh, it, I think it needs something in the middle and bam, we're right back into writing mode. You know, and, mm -hmm. and back in the day when everything happened in a professional studio and it was going directly to tape, unless you had you know, a studio contract or, or unless you had a record contract and you had time to write in the studio, that kind of stuff generally didn't happen. So I think, you know, like a lot of the that's a, that's a trap and we definitely fall into it. It's I think it's one of the reasons that we don't release things as quickly as we could. Um, but it's I think hard there's to probably out. some cons to both, though, isn't it? There? There's something I think the freedom to be able to change things is in itself you know, a skill. Uh, and if yeah. like any if any skill, you know, if I could play the trombone, which I can't, by the way, um, but, but if I could play the trombone, you know, the worst thing I could do with that skill is overplay the trombone because it would annoy everyone, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the best thing I could do is learn the bits where a trombone sounds amazing and probably form some sort of scar band with like nine other people. And that would be really cool, right? So I think it's the same, that's a terrible analogy, but I think it's the same principle in that it's, um, you know, I think being able to retake and retake and retake is a great thing if you use it sparingly almost if you sure. use it in the context when it's right but equally the first ep i ever recorded was in a reel-to-reel -reel studio um and there's bit i mean i still really like it but there's bits on that we were like 15 there's bits on that where we where it speeds up where it slows down <laughs> where i play bum notes we're just like we're yeah. running out of time we're just gonna play it mate. We're just gonna, yeah. we did most yeah. of it live vocal overdubs I think someone did a 12 string guitar on one song that really didn't need it. And you can't hear in the mix, but that was it. <laughs> um, so I think, but it's kind of, it doesn't sound as good as the other stuff that I've done since, but I think that experience definitely informed um, something about how, how I treat the ability to do something over and over. So I think there's a balance. That's my Sure. Yeah. I think so. Too. I, think, I think it's a tool. Yeah. Like you said, it, it's a tool like anything else and you can use that tool wisely or not. Yeah. So um, I have a, Quick little kind of a sidetrack here, or slash, I guess, trivia. Uh, the gentleman who, who mixed, uh, mixed your music, you mentioned Alexis on fire. So 
It's a quick trivia question. So, do you know do you know what Alexis on Fire was going to be called before they turned Alexis on Fire? Ooh. No. That's totally cool. Like, and, you got to get better at doing interviews so we can stretch answers like that out. The answer no. It's funny because I, I didn't actually know he. he like we used to go see his band back in the day right. uh, every time that they played Julius and uh, we loved them. And then uh, the, me and Paul have been sort of in the same band for, for a fair amount of time. Uh, it, before Dichroma, there was, we, we were like in a couple of other bands that well, it was the same band, the name changed. And, and during that time period uh, we used to, you know, like go walk to the, clubs and the and the live stuff locally and julius was always playing and stuff and that was it wasn't until uh maybe like 10 years ago i i was i was looking through something and i saw his name on an alexis fire cd i was like oh i've heard of those guys oh it's good he's still doing stuff that's fantastic well, and, and uh the the answer but, is handsome dan uh, just in case you want to know so handsome, yeah, Dan's the handsome dan yeah remember from, Wayne's, remember from wayne's world when they go in to see that guy oh you must be handsome dan <laughs> yeah <laughs> What is it with Canadian bands taking movie references like Billy Talent and stuff? Well, yeah, That's, exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's the cold winter months. You guys just watch a lot of films in the winter, That's I think. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and the frequent pandemics. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Wait, sorry. <laughs> That's the future. Yeah. <laughs> right. But So there's, there's been a little sidetrack, but um, back to the music. I think uh, my next question before we get to uh, Frame Dragger is – uh, why did you guys decide to do an EP as opposed to a full-length album? Uh, you know, awesome. this sort of goes back to the, uh, the the point about, you know, we get like 80% done, 85% done, and then we move on to something else. <clears throat> so with an album, you would have 10 or 12 of those going on as opposed to like three or four. And we sort of thought that, and realistically, and, and as it turns out, it is probably the best approach for us is that, if we focus only on three or four songs, we're more likely to get stuff done. I, because I think if we're still working, if we decide to do an album, we'd still be working on it. <laughs> Nothing would have come out. <laughs> so our original idea was actually, so so I have I have a software development background, and and there's this concept of agility in software development, and the yeah. idea that you do things in short increments. And so so that was our problem, right? Like we we were trying to write an album. And then, like, it took it took so long that we wound up like if we'd ever actually managed to release it, which we probably wouldn't have. First of all, I don't think we would have gotten the kind of experience that we get from going into the studio multiple times because each time we go yeah. in, right. we're getting better at it, right? Like, we're getting better at, as, at at working with Julius and asking for what we want and listening and providing appropriate feedback and getting the sound we want. And I actually think like the the second EP's sound and performance and songwriting is probably better than the first one, and that's one of the reasons. So that was kind of this idea is that rather than just do everything in a big block, that we would do it sort of incrementally. And my original idea is that we would actually release each song more than once. Like, why not? Like, who says you can't, right? In, in a digital right, okay. world. Sorry? No, sorry. I was, that's, that's really interesting. I was just saying, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so you would get, like, oxygen off that the first one, and then maybe we go back and we do it again, and we change it. And why not? Because – Again, it's this. This it, it, it probably. By the way, apparently it wouldn't have worked because none of the streaming services will actually allow you to do anything like this. But the idea that that when something is recorded, it's set in stone and locked in, and that's what it is. 
I, I don't know why. Why is it that way? Why isn't it a living thing that can that can grow and change? And I don't not, not, not like George Lucas goes back and changes his movies. Like hopefully they get better. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like so that was the original idea, and it just turns out that probably wasn't quite practical. But you know, I would I would if Aaron said to me, "Hey, let's go and and go back and and re-record parts of the first EP, for instance, and improve some things." But I would I'd be on it in a moment, and I wouldn't even think that would be. It, I don't even think it's weird. It's just to me that's just like the latest version of the song, the way that you get the latest piece of a uh, latest version of a piece of software. So that was kind of the genesis behind doing it. And as, as Aaron said, we wanted to shorten it from this huge, you know, twelve song songwriting cycle that probably would be so long that we would just never get it done mm. to something more punctuated. And so, I mean, we call them EPs, but I never really thought of them as EPs. I just thought of them as releases. No, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and another thought too is that. It, and it, we've sort of planned out the first four EPs, what songs that we're doing on them. And one of one of the thoughts was after the fourth EP, uh, the number of originals that we'd probably have would be between like 12 and 15. So there we could look at compiling those together and put out like, you know, like a an album of those. But possibly some of the songs that have already been released we wouldn't put on and then maybe we would do some new songs so that if we did a physical release so that if anybody bought a download or something they get something new if they buy the, the physical version of it but right. uh we haven't I mean, really I, sorted all that out yet <laughs> I, I don't even get albums so like i should be clear aaron is the person in the in the writing partnership that has a vast knowledge of music and music history and listens to like 10 billion bands and you know, he's just that guy. I'm, I'm the other guy. So, so I come at this stuff from a position of ignorance a lot of the time. But in that ignorance, I mean, like, so why do people buy albums? Like, the the times when I remember Aaron, you and I had this conversation once. You were talking about you're going to go buy the double black bag vinyl import of some album, and I was like, you already have all yeah. those songs. And you're like, yes. And I go, and and it's I think it was like a CD or something. So like, you literally have the exact same series of ones right but to aaron that is the 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 product is the physical thing as much as it is the music i don't know if that's really fair but but it is a distinct thing no i'll be honest i i personally i have um uh, speaking of like that sort of thing i have um rayhead's kid a and uh rayhead's amnesiac limited edition of the the music uh um edition yeah it's it's a cd again like i have all the songs but it's like it's in a book so it's like like a like a library book so it's been stamped like it's been right out from the library right and both both kid a and a music are like that but i like having that i have those and i have the the box sets that came after right (laughs) so exactly it doesn't so so i I agree with you i I like the physical copies of that stuff i like having that stuff for display right yeah yeah i understand that or, or maybe maybe I don't understand it. That's the point. But 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 I I get it. Let's put it that way. I get it. I get the attraction. But for me, it was always the exact opposite. Like I'd, I'd always related to the music, it as as a an MP3 file or something like that. Like that to me is the the artifact that you get when you when you buy a piece of music now. So why do people buy albums? People buy albums because once upon a time. You had to, you know, get your ass up and walk to the mall and go to the record store or go down Queen Street or wherever in Toronto and buy albums. I love Sam right. Well, I think that was part of the experience, and I do miss that. Oh, nice! Right on. Aaron worked there. (laughs) 
I see. I was, I, I was that guy. I was that stereotypical <laughs> guy that would look down at you when you bought yeah, something. Sneer at your music choices. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, where's Zeppelin? Is it under Z? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I have a high school friend who's uh, in a in a band called uh, Conduit, and uh, he, he, every time I talk to him, the first thing he brings up, I remember going into the store and I was buying a winger tape, and you were like, "Are you sure you want this?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, you go to the I said, "I don't remember that, but yeah. it sounds like something I would have said." <laughs> well, you know what? Just just a couple of things, real quick. First off, with winger. First thing I think of is Beavis and Butthead when they make fun of their friends with the winger t-shirt on always. Like, Stuart? <laughs> Stuart, that t-shirt's horrible. Like, winger. What a butthole, right? And the- to be fair to winger, though, the musicianship in that band was well above most of the other bands in that style at the time. But fair. No, it's, completely it's fair. still winger. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but quick background is my grandparents used to live in Port Credit, Mississauga. And we used to visit them quite often because we grew up in Montreal. So every time we go... You know, for the weekend, whatever, how long it was, we'd always, always go downtown and hit Sam the Record Man and always walk home with a couple of CDs. I remember one time going going in, and this was before it was it was, uh, it was Ben, and they put the, the parental advisory, is when Body Count, like, uh, uh, what Body Count came out, right? So I, I, went, I went in, and I'm looking for it. So I think it's, okay, it's rap rock, me looking rock, I'll, I'll tell you over here. Couldn't find it. So I asked one of the employees, it's like, it's like uh, hey, man, can you, can you tell me where I can find the new Body Count album? He starts going one, two, three. He's like, "Oh, very funny, smartass. Where's the album?" He, he, he literally started counting people. He's like, "Seriously, like?" So, it was probably Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Probably Aaron. I didn't. I didn't work at the main store. But. <laughs> so, I mean, so you think about that, right? And, I, and don't get me wrong. Like, I know that was a grand adventure. Like back in my old days, we'd like, you know, I, I, you know, take the bus from Mississauga or whatever go downtown it was like oh we're downtown it's crazy you know yeah. and you'd, you'd buy punk albums or whatever and you'd take them home and listen to them and that was part of the experience so i i actually miss that but i but i think like to a large extent we're still we're still structured to to relate to music kind of hardwired maybe 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 younger people these days aren't but we're kind of hardwired to think of music in terms of like things like albums Things like large releases. But there's also the, and, the artwork and stuff that goes with it as well, right? So Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just, yeah. That's what I was yeah. going to say is that the whole experience. So for me, you know, I I, uh, I buy CDs mainly, but I also buy records. And I started buying tapes last year because that became a thing. So now I have no shelf space. Um, but I also stream. Like I have a Spotify account and I, I stream stuff on Bandcamp that I've bought. And it's about where and when you're doing it. So, you know, so sometimes if I'm going on a long journey, it's much easier to put a playlist together than to bring five or six CDs and fill around in the car with them. But, you know, today I went on a short journey and brought a CD with me because I was just like, oh, I'm just going to chuck that in. And actually I got stuck in Roadworks and I enjoyed kind of just flicking through. It had the lyrics and the cover and some images. Yeah. And so I just, there's something about the physical thing that, you know, usually I would listen to CDs at home and it's an experience. It's the same as records. In fact, the only reason I don't prefer records is I'm too lazy to get up and turn them over half the time. I think the sound on both is, is far superior. I, 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 just so you know, guys, I, I've met him and spent a week with him. I can vouch for that. So. <laughs> yeah, we we listen to, we listen to a lot of long punk comments. So they have to get up and change. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we the the Spotify thing is is weird. The Spotify thing is weird for me. I think 
the only time I really use Spotify is when I'm checking out uh, people on Twitter, like the the indie artists, because that's the easiest way to to, to listen to. Them. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it's a terrible discovery for a listening experience. It's not for me. It's it's uh, I I don't know. I don't click no, with I, it. <laughs> I agree. I listen to it in the kitchen because I don't have a CD player in the kitchen, um, and that's it. You know, and and like I say, on a long car journey, I'll put a playlist. But I don't think it's a very good discovery tool. Some people say it is. I don't. I don't find anything. It's not, you know, every time I find something I like because someone sends me a link, when it finishes, it plays me something shit that's mainstream that I don't like. No, so, I, don't, I, you know, I, don't, you I don't rate they, it, but I like the convenience, and convenience, I think, always wins out. I mean, you'd think they would have nailed that by yeah. now with all the artificial intelligence and, uh, and predictive algorithms and everything and all the computation that goes into things like Facebook to make sure that you're in your own little echo chamber. <laughs> um, you know what, like, you, you, you think that they next time you see... Next time you see an advert on Facebook, though, you click on it and, and it says, why am I seeing this ad? And you yeah. can go in and you can go into really detailed ad preferences. And if anyone's ever worried about all the things that people know about them, it turns out they know absolutely nothing. Because what they do is every, every time you've ever written anything or liked anything by anyone that's ever written anything, it just pulls all the keywords in, I think. Yeah. Um, there was stuff in mind about boats. I have never talked about boats or showed an interest in boats or given a shit about boats. And I'm being pulled out for like yachts and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's just like if people think the Terminator is happening, it's miles off, mate. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not, it's nowhere near as sophisticated. Yeah, Big Brother is using yeah. an algorithm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even it, I bought a guitar on once. And then I kept getting adverts for the guitar. It's like, do you not know I bought it? I mean, it's not as sophisticated as people yeah, think. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of still in developmental stage, so. Yeah. <laughs> it could also be, like, depending on, like, depending on, on you and your personal interests, that, that it you just defy, well, that was the best compliment ever, eh? You, def, you defy <laughs> the algorithm. You're a unique person. Uh, you Thank can't you. be computed. Um, oh, it's right because yeah, but, that, but that's what the whole pandemic is for. They're gonna <laughs> chip everybody, and then that they're gonna improve that that experience for everybody. <laughs> well, but that, that could right? be good for everyone. Imagine if you got served adverts you actually liked. Yeah. <laughs> People complain about that. that. But... People who think they're gonna get microchipped burning. in the head yeah. by Bill Gates It's like you're carrying a smartphone around. They know where you are all the time. Right. I mean, why do they need? It's just not a thing. <laughs> there was this great article I read from uh, what was it? I forget which news agent. Probably it was like a respectable one, like the Washington Post or the Guardian or something. And they actually had um, a brand new Android phone that they turned off all the location tracking and put it in airplane mode a couple times, right? So it wasn't even wasn't even connecting to the network. wasn't being even being pinned pinged by the tower. And I think it had no SIM card, like the whole bit. Right. And even though the thing was completely dead from a network perspective, they, as they when they hooked up a network trace to the thing to see what it was actually emitting, it was shocking. Like <laughs> the the it the phone knew that you were getting into a car, it knew that you were walking, it knew the places you were just because it can it because it's smart enough to triangulate your position using GPS, right? It, it's yeah. stupefying. Um, but it so it's good to know that even with all that data, they just get it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you can have too much for good thing. You have too much data. You have no well, idea what to do. Well, just, just before I get to a uh, um, uh, frame drag here, no, you're absolutely right because there's sometimes things will come up and you're like, well, what in the, the, the quote water can you like, what in the actual fuck is this? You know, like it's zero percent uh, to do with what you've ever done or looked at. Just like Mike said, so it's like, okay, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So, so. Oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally well, got an ad about the other day. Are all those dating site ads on your Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, great glamour! I can learn it how to please my man. <laughs> so, so, so. Also, apparently, there's very old singles in my area. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I think they might have actually got that one right. But, uh. <laughs> so we're, we're going to take a quick break here and listen to uh, Daikoma's song called Frame Dragger. This is author's second AP. Dig this. Thank you. 
to take a drink of water then. <laughs> right on. That was Daikoma with Frame Dragger. And uh, we were asked off air why uh, we made comments uh, the last time we heard about something like Alice in Chains. And Suicide came on. It's like, man, right there. The guitar was like very Drake Control. <laughs> and again, at the end, it's like, man, that's still Alice in Chains. That's like, that's like facelift and like possibly bits of dirt as well. Right. But so. But yeah. awesome tune. I really enjoyed it. Like the whole EP is awesome, but really enjoyed this one. And uh, yeah, I was just very happy to play again and uh, interested to hear what uh, your, your guys' rebuttal is in our comments. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. The yeah. comment section. I, I, don't mind, I don't mind being compared to Jerry Cantrell, but I'm not sure he would feel the same way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he didn't reply to our emails, so. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Him. And personally, I think yeah. you, Jerry, if you're listening. Depot, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. What I was saying, like, if like it, it, it's cool to be compared to other bands or other other musicians. I'm I'm cool with it, and we've gotten everything from like you know, like some some people were saying we sound like Rush, and I'm like what? But to uh, me, yeah, you're a bit proggy, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I think that was lyrically. I don't think it was musically. Yeah. Was it lyrically? That's the thing is we we, 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 we personally don't try to pinhole or sorry pigeonhole a band as to like and, and relate to the to mainstream bands, but no, that's kind of our, our 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 starting point. But then we go into the actual more in depth about the music and that sort of thing. So I mean, just it just kind of gives us a starting point. I guess the best place yeah. best way to put it. So yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I get it. And and like I was saying, like so far, no one is. No one has ever said that we sound like someone I really hate. So, no, whatever. I'm <laughs> fine with it. There's, there's a few that I've, I've, I've been like, what? Really? <laughs> I mean, to me, that just means that someone's that the, the stuff is landing with someone differently from the way that I experience yeah. it. And and that's that's the coolest thing I can think of. No, like, for, you know, yeah. Like when I listen I, to this music now because i'm inside it right i mean like i i can remember performing parts of it i mean it's a totally different experience for someone who who hasn't had that and it's gonna it's gonna land with them very differently and they're gonna contextualize it differently and i i think the style of of metal that we kind of you know start from because it's been around for so long that you know what someone is comparing it to is you know post the artist that we're probably actually influenced by, but that artist is probably influenced by that artist is, you know, so it's just, it, yeah, it just becomes like a big, uh, it's a big old mess wash of, Oh yeah. Okay. But I mean, like for me, so like, so that's the song we just heard that part. I mean, we were discussing this earlier that the, we were in the middle of the, of the recording process when Aaron kind of said like, Oh, I think we need, we need something a little more in the middle section and sent me over something that he didn't actually intend to be like a, an acoustic guitar solo break, but I was like, Oh, you want to do a solo? And so <laughs> I kind of recorded it and sent it back to him. And he was like, what on earth are you doing? This is absolutely nothing that I was asking. <laughs> but we went back and forth on it a bunch. And like, so if you, if you just like picked up that section, just that, like the the after it says the uh, she's the oh I forget my own lyrics. Um, uh, she loves the most. This is her her black heart, right? And it breaks into that section, and you played that in isolation. What would people say about it? It it mm. I I don't think they would say it was a metal song, maybe, until like the Tony Iommi guitars break in at the end of it or something. <laughs> maybe. Nice. You know, so I I personally I think. Like for me, I want to get to the point with music writing where there's no conscious decision to say something like this really needs to have a distorted guitar, you know, or this really needs to be a punchy riff that's, you know, the bass is really driving and stuff. It's just got to flow out. And I, and 
for me, obviously, because of our influences, having distorted guitars and drums that just punch you right in the face, right? Like that is part of that toolkit that we use a lot, obviously, because it's the, a big influence on us. But I, you know, I, I kind of don't ever want to get to the place where I just think of us as like a metal band or something. Because to me, once you've, once you've pigeonholed yourself that way, it, it doesn't mean that you're free to do other yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. You've got to have some diversity and room to grow and progression. Like, we're, you know, we, we're very privileged. We, we sit up in our musical ivory towers or whatever um, <clears throat> and listen to loads of music. And, we, you know, we, we were talking the other day. We, we've, there's a couple of bands that we've heard progress enormously for five, six years now. Um, with various releases and it's amazing to hear like that's more exciting um sometimes than hearing oh they've got a new track it's oh i wonder what it will sound like <laughs> like yeah. they still sound like them and they form their own sound as a band but you can't necessarily go and this is a grunge band from ohio it's just right. like oh well who knows what they but it, it doesn't matter because it still um sounds like them i think that's you know the freedom to do that is is as important as you know the the capability, if you like, <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, the, the free the freedom yeah, allows you to, to go and hone it. I think that's kind of our goal is to like with each release have something that maybe we haven't really done before or attempted before, that but good. still sounds like us. I mean, it it's hard because <clears throat> like if you compare the one EP and the two EP, they do sound different. I think if you sort of listen to them in isolation, I mean, to us, they, it, it all sounds like us, but the second EP definitely came out a lot heavier and darker sounding than the first EP. And some of that is mixing production, but I think it's also the, the material. The next EP is probably going to have, description-wise, a little more of a progressive edge because we've got a couple of songs that are not in straight 4-4. Four, four. Uh, we've got like a trip-hop influence tune it still sounds like us to me but we're you know we're we're trying different things so that you know maybe people that sort of think we sound all right might actually you know like grab on to something else later like oh i like this because it, yeah. it's different but you know, i like uh, to think of i like to pretend i'm stanley cooper that's what <laughs> i like to do I, 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 <laughs> but but so if you think about okay, here, I, I I'll, I'll face up. I'm I'm a big James Cameron fan. I just you know a lot of people think that he's a garbage director. I think he's great, but but you know great. people can disagree. But if I go to see a James Cameron movie, there are certain things I'm I'm probably going to expect, but it's different enough from movie to movie. Like The Abyss is not the same as The Terminator. There's common themes yeah. that are very Cameron esque, right? Whereas, to be fair, if you go to watch a Michael Bay movie, it's a Michael Bay movie, and Michael Bay is is a great director, but he's incapable of filming a comedy or a drama or injecting yeah. those things into his movies, right? It's got to have cars exploding off the screen and giant robots fighting. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> even if it's got nothing to do with giant robots, there's going to be a giant robot beating up another giant robot somewhere in a Michael Bay movie. I'm only kidding. So, but to me, like that's, that's as an artist, I think a, a lofty goal, but it's a, a, a worthwhile one. And it's, if I ever get to that place and I can honestly say that, that's what I want. It's that you might listen to two different groups of songs that we wrote from two different periods. And it's like you're saying, they might sound wildly different, but there's enough in them that you know it's the same people that wrote it. 
because there's you know there's ideas that those people want to explore and the way that they're doing it through that through their particular brand of artistry comes through in the in the music no matter what the genre is so it's like a, it's like a good director should be able to you know he's not just direct comedies or action movies right. or dramas right they're good directors and then the material comes second yeah oh, definitely um, sorry i just uh mike has got three quick fire questions because we're just about out of time here so sure. oh yeah so so these are these are quick fire right so you just gotta answer the first thing that comes into your head um and we'll see you land. uh this is the sort of get to know you section but we are running out of time so it's gonna be quick um if you could only say one word for an entire day, what would that word be? Um, perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would just have one long. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. Then, then people think you're really smart. And you're thinking. I could probably right. get through the day just doing that. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Uh, what's your favorite part of the face? The eyes. Come on. If you don't say eyes, you, you're probably a sociopath. Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> the nose. The nose. <laughs> it's fun to pick. <laughs> I'm a sociopath, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, just say the first thing that comes into your head uh, name an animal. An echidna. Oh. What the fuck is that? Oh, what? <laughs> That's, Knuckles was an echidna, wasn't he, from Sonic? <laughs> was it? Yeah. Aaron, Aaron <laughs> name an animal. Platypus. See, oh, see? Platypus. Yeah. I feel like we learned a lot about you guys from that, so thank you. <laughs> well, uh, well, it, it looks like this That's is... That's our music. We're a platypus. Yeah. Uh, well, it looks like this is another um, band we're going to have, uh, have to do a part two at some point. But guys, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been so much fun. And we will have you back on soon. Like the great DP and guys, thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Okay, guys. Cheers. Have a good night. Thank you, guys. Yep. Right on. So that was a dichromai. We're just calling Mike back here real quick. Just to give one moment. But uh, what a blast that was. Those guys were so much fun. Hello, man. What a great time, eh? And it just yeah. another band. It just forty-five minutes is just not enough time. And I'm thinking of potentially that we switch our format again, that we do part one in an interview, just because. <laughs> and we we could go on for we can go forever, not that we want to, but you know what I mean. Like it might make mm. more sense by just doing an interview part one, and then part two will be all the music. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll look into it. Yeah, yeah. but it. it it, it's just it's great i mean the thing is we'll run out of time then and, and it would be the same issue because we could just talk forever probably no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were great great guys they're really interesting really into um music i love the way they sort of analyze what they were doing and how they were doing it and they were, they were almost you know using that conversation to reflect back and oh, that was great that, that was that was yeah, a great a, conversation a big a big thank you to paul for coming on with the, he had a little bit of a migraine but uh thank you for doing this show and it was we really appreciate it and uh aaron you guys are, are both awesome and uh, just nice i know you're kind of out of, out of place we we're talking about sending the record man and kind of like it's like hmb as well like a record store is like and the fact that they're in Toronto, they don't, they didn't miss a saga. My grandparents were in Port Credit in the saga. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I kind of talking to hometown boys. I know the area, right? So I was like, oh man, like I did love it. And like, 
Yeah, like, and I said, I did go in asking for the body count album. The guy literally started counting heads, like, Haha, very funny, jackass. Where the fuck's the album? You know? like, <laughs> like, I love the idea that it might have been him. Yeah. Well, it was, it was honestly, it was, it was right before there was a huge protest and they put uh, with a uh, with a Tipper Gore and everything else and the, the, the printable advisory sort of thing, right? So. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so right before, because after that, that I got pulled because of this of the of the song Cop Killer, right? Right, yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, that was a huge, big deal, and I get why, you know. But I want to have the actual copy still if I could get it you know, that had the song on it, not because of what the song lyrics were or anything, just because now, now this is like a like a, like a big kind of big deal, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, it was a great interview. Again, it was just you know, it's amazing. The volume of interviews is insane. But I guess that's right? because of the. Partly because of the pandemic, because it's. But still, man, nonstop. I've been loving it. We've been having a great time. And again, we're we're meeting more and more people, and you know, slowly but don't call us surely. You know, uh, uh, ourselves (laughs) and 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 these bands we've been interviewing have becoming are becoming indie unsigned household names, which is awesome. And that's what we want. We want more and more people listening to music and pick it up. And the amount of networking that's been happening, it just blows my mind. This is awesome. All these yeah. bands are hooking up and spreading the word. This is a great. I mean, we have an awesome music community, man. We really, really do. This is one of the, one of the best, uh, um, almost well, to a, to a t- well, I guess to a point. I will call it, let's say untainted uh, um, communities that are thriving and doing very, very well. Just on uh, the the fact of social media passing the word along because everybody's been so kind and, and gracious to each other, and that's what needs to keep happening. Just as a, as a whole, as a general. You know, be kind to each other and let's be graceful and and, uh, and pass things along and just you know, kind of keep doing what we're doing. But you know, be kind and the whole thing. Yeah, and everyone. I mean, that's the great thing is that it's just it, it, the community aspect of this podcast now is incredible and it, it's always been really strong. I think it's become stronger because of the pandemic or exactly. in part because of the, the consequences of that. I.e., more people are at home, more people are you know have the time to engage. But yeah, the community is. Absolutely amazing, and you know, right. And, you know, and it's, it's not even that. Sorry, I was going to say it's not even that we're at the centre of it. We're we're just part of it, and it's you know, it's this. The show is a conduit to share some music. That's why I started doing the. Um, you know, if, if you if you hashtag NMS, it doesn't matter if we're playing your song or not. If you've got a new song, we'll try and find some time in the show just to do some shout outs and you know mention some people, just because it's it's wider than the show now. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all music by indie artists. It's incredible. Really. <laughs> Well, man, um, uh, I, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Millie Tamaris just because she loved the pictures of Teddy last week. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. So she that goes because I love seeing the message, especially if Teddy's going to be involved. Right? It's like, oh, awesome! Like, and I, I guess she only saw a picture of Freya afterwards. But speaking of Freya, right now I was going to go to take a picture of her because she's on the armrest next to my my desk here. But I can't yeah. take it because her paws on it. It's like I need to take a picture, but <laughs> she's sitting here and she's like looking around. I think there's something flying around. Uh, and so she's like about two feet away from me, like looking around. I don't know where Teddy's gone. But he brought Mouse in earlier, so I think he's hiding from us because I shouted him. He's gone somewhere. I got a couple pictures. I'll post in a few minutes, but that aside. So yeah, but anyways. X. Man. Yeah. Man. No, no, go on. All right. Well, no, I know, honestly, I was finished, so I was going to introduce our next song, but uh, if you got something else to add, then we'll do that first and then go to the song. 
no i i don't yeah I, I think we've said it i think it's you know it's just it's amazing to talk to bands like that to have all of these interviews and all this you know um sharing and uh and love for each other's music is, oh, is absolutely amazing man sorry before we get going i completely forgot we forgot to ask them about how they like their bacon uh, <laughs> offers, oh. offers spirit, man. i'm so sorry we got so distracted sidetracked i forgot about the bacon question i I even had it marked on my notes. I still didn't get to it. So sorry, dude. We'll, we'll tweet them asking about how, how they like your bacon. So Yeah, we'll ask them on. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, by the way, I never asked you, what's your favorite part of the face? What, what's, what's that, sorry? I never asked you what your favorite part of the face is. Uh, I know. I, I, I was with, was it, was it Paul that mentioned the nose? Just because, like, it's, <laughs> you, you, can, you can pierce it, pick it, and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> If you lost your sense of smell, which actually, that is a COVID symptom, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, um, well, lots, of, lots of smell and taste, though. But if you can't smell, then generally speaking, your taste is not going to work either. Yeah, they're quite they're connected, aren't they? But if you lost right. your sense of smell, like what would be... It's got to be advantages to that, right? Well, it's not I, I in the day no you point. Know. I mean, it just depends on where you live and work, right? So, yeah. Or, or... I was saying to someone, um, so we hired a new guy um, where I work, and he's absolutely brilliant. Like he's absolutely smashing it. Um, and uh, I, was, I was saying it's amazing. Like there's, there's absolutely no downsides at all. And then I said, well, I guess I've never met him, so maybe he just smells really bad or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Surely everyone's got one floor. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, if he's listening, I'm sure you don't. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll say moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we have brand new world premiere Operation Neptune Spear in a song called Heretical Intent. Dig this. <laughs>
the Operation Neptune Spear and Heretical Intent. And he did uh, DM us uh, earlier on in the week saying, you know what, I'll have a new song possibly. And then, you know, remixed it uh, early or kind of late, I guess, because you guys are four hours ahead. One soon be fun again. But, uh, and he said, it's kind of like, uh, I mixed it late, but it should be all right. Or it should be good to go. It's okay, cool. So it's new. It's like, okay, well, we're definitely going to fit you in. And I said, well, you know, it's definitely a heavy, heavy as fuck tune. And I said, it's, it's great. So, and if it's part one perfectly, it's like, oh, well, great. Because I think it'll be part two. He's like, no, man, this is as heavy as fuck. And it's definitely part, part, part one worthy because with the rock saga, uh, as far as I know, we'll, we'll go with that for now. But either way, it's a great tune. I love the vocals, like always. And I just, man, it just, he keep on turning different chords and keeps on getting heavier and heavier. And it's like, oh my God, like, is there no end to the greatness, you know? <laughs> it's such a great way of putting it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, I love just the pace. It's so fast paced and just heavy and kind of brutal. And then even the kind of slowdown bit isn't slowed down. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> And that kind of it's intense, isn't it? That pulse, that doing, 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 doing. The chorus is just really good, really strong, and stands out. But yeah, absolutely amazing, brutal vocal as always, uh, with the bacon button there on his, uh, <laughs> on his song. Um, yeah, top quality, top top quality. Well, um, sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. I just said um, at the end for some reason. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we move to our next song, just uh, just. Ties in. The other day, I watched on Netflix the last blockbuster in the video store. So, mm. you know, you know, it's like an hour and a half. It was, it was all right. I mean, it's just like a kind of documentary sort of thing. And, and like, and it was just, it was kind of cool, kind of nostalgic. It's like, oh man, I remember going to a blockbuster and applying for a job there. The whole thing, right? Anyways, point being is, you know, uh, one of the uh, um, people they're interviewing, like, like, well, like a real celebrity, and. Uh, and it was it was cool. He was telling. He says, "Well, he goes, oh yeah." It goes. He goes. He says, "You know, I know." It was along with the record store works because he used to work at a record store. And he goes, "You know, instead of videos, instead of VHS, you know, people come in." And I was saying the the new Megadeth album. I was like, "Fucking right, Megadeth, nice." <laughs> like, <laughs> so that you know, very very cool. And uh, really <laughs> quick on um, well, it's got to do with uh, the we'll call it the genre. So. Um, I was telling Mike off air that in the past um, week or so, I've been caught three times kind of jamming out at a light and three different, <laughs> metal, three different metal songs. So the first one was uh, I Am Hell and it's White Zombie from the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack. So uh, building up to the chorus, he's uh, uh, like, no, he's like, he's like, shout, shout. And like, and I, and I, and I, and I get my window all the way down the chorus, like, oh, hello, you know. So, and then not too long after that, um, I was listening to the Judgment Night soundtrack. So, uh, Faith No More and Booyah Tribe, the song's called uh, um, Another Body Murdered, Another Body Murdered, right? So, it starts off with, with Mike Patton going, whoa, then la la, like again, I get caught, like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know and then of course the last one was the infamous a song that the teletrack the movie and it's biohazard and uh and onyx and it's judgment it's like judgment night hey how's it going <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i i i'm jamming in a 13 year old blue uh ford focus yes <laughs> 
Yeah, and I'm happy so well. So there, there, there's a quick little sidetrack, and it, it was funny, though. I mean, they, they kind of chuckled at it, too, right? So. <laughs> oh, man, that's brilliant. But because really, you're not paying attention, of course, like, oh, oh hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is a brilliant. Like, I never get embarrassed. Oh, no, 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 me either. It's like an amazing moment when you you see someone is looking at you singing in your car and you go, hi. Yeah, that's me. That's that's not the C, that's me. Especially when you really nail it, you go, yeah, "Yeah, I really hit that one. (laughs) You want to hear that again? Because I can do it. (laughs) So, man, next up, another world premiere. This is a brand new Kiroshi. Their EP comes out uh, next Wednesday. And this is a song called Enough. Dig this.
Right on, Kuroshi with a world premiere song called Enough. And I'm sorry, guys, I'm just fishing between that song right now. But uh, what a great tune. And they've sent us some good stuff in the past few weeks. We've had like uh, two tunes that we've absolutely loved. And now the piece that due on Wednesday, we have a copy of it, luckily. And man, it is something else. So that's something you guys are going to want to pick up. But the uh, just uh, the composure of the music. Okay, first off, like the lyrics are great and I love the vocal range, but just the fact is just so much kind of packed in and it, isn't it? Isn't it two guys? Isn't it a duo? Uh oh, I don't know. Is it? You've um, stumped me. Maybe. Well, the wasn't I'm asking because like I mean I go onto their bio quickly and, and look their, at their Facebook page and there's two of them, so I wasn't sure if. Either way, regards either or, they're one hell of a band, and we're very happy and, and thrilled and glad that you guys let us have uh, uh, the EP in advance and a world premiere as well. So, guys, thank you so much. It's a great tune, and uh, once it officially releases, then we'll get more into it, and we'll get you guys on for an interview as well. But great tune. Love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that never occurred to me, actually, but yeah, you're right. There might be. Um I mean, if there's two of them, they're definitely a duo, but whether or not there is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, these guys are brilliant. There's just such an amazing um, mix in there, isn't there? Because it has got that full-on kind of heavy, um, I guess, like 2007 drum and bass feel, like the sort of pendulum era drum and bass, as opposed to like, you know, jungle and stuff, which I also right. used to love. Um, but it's kind of got the, you know, that hard-hitting, heavy drum and bass which was really the precursor to dubstep, which was essentially just electronic heavy metal in my head. Like I'd go clubbing and listen to dubstep and be like, this is like being at a Slipknot concert. And everyone else is like, you know, thinking it was a house gig or whatever. But anyway, um, I'm sidetracking. That was, yeah, it, it's got that brilliant mix. And then obviously it's just you know, full on heavy rock in there as well. And it's a great, um, just a great mix, a superb mix of music um, and genres. It sort of reminds me of the prodigy. It's the sort yeah. of thing they would nice. do, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just absolutely brilliant. Um, I think they're Australian as well, aren't they, from memory? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Australia's got some wicked music coming out at the moment. Um, but yeah, proper, proper good tune. And what a pleasure to get a world exclusive, world premiere. Um, when we premiere, premiere? I can't say that word. Yeah. I always say exclusive, it's easier. Yeah. But, you know, when we get them, it's such a privilege and a pleasure we've got five tonight which is ridiculous yeah i know um, I, and I just just on that, that note too i was thinking too um <clears throat> i'm just trying to remember the name of the band now um uh oh yeah the, the, the australian band she was loud remember she was loud remember we yeah i remember she was loud we, yeah we interviewed jess uh it was like 11 o'clock uh, a.m on sunday morning we we're done twin for swim like lucky like right yeah <laughs> yeah that's right yeah but anyways um one of the songs, like, um, he, he the, the guitarist, uh, Sasha Gutierrez, which I interviewed before we interviewed Jess, like, it's like about a year before, like, you came on NMS, but I interviewed him and, um, I'm trying to name this song, but he's like, uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a smooth, uh, motherfucker, listening to Chuck Berry, he's like, oh, that's awesome. So, <laughs> that kind of came up with, 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 uh, uh, something came to their weeks, like, it's like, oh, yeah, a smooth motherfucker, uh, here's Chuck Berry, dude, dude, dude. 
So, um, but the song was called remember the song Bubblegum? That was the name of the song Bubblegum. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, I'm a smooth about the Chuck Berry. Do, 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 so, yeah. but you know what? Let's keep moving on to a brand new seething Akira with a song called Dead, but not the conventional spelling, not D A D, it's D E D, D Desk, Seething Akira.
such a powerful way right now. Right on, Seeding Akira, and I uh, love that little video. It's like an old school metal. Like, just like oh, but what a great tune, man! The, the the new metal feel to it, and just the metal. Oh my god, like what a great tune! And Seeding Akira, man, they keep coming out with kick ass stuff, and they're getting better and better. And still love their first album, Sleepy Skeletor. But uh, <laughs> man, the first time I got something that was like, holy fucking shit! We're definitely play these guys because they're awesome. So there you go uh, with uh, uh, seeing Kira and uh, Dead DD. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I love these guys. I think they're—I don't know, man—they're just big, massive sound, aren't they? It just goes right across the speakers um, and just hits you from all directions. It's absolutely huge, and there's loads of. Um, there's loads of reverb on the vocal that just gives it loads of space, uh, which I really like because it's this big, heavy tune, but everything kind of has its own uh, space or place. Uh, if you like, in the mix, it just sounds fantastic. But yeah, these guys are absolutely insanely good, aren't they? <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, but like you say, definite kind of big new metal kind of vibe, which is awesome. Oh man, for sure. Toy, toy. I'm, I'm. Um... I have some cameo shots of Freya right now. She's, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll post these in just a minute, but yeah. I just, sorry. My, I go, oh, look, squirrel. So, man, next up, we have a brand new song by a band called The Fetus. The song's called Skin Deep. Dig this. I can't, I can't pick up the Yeah. 
right on. Brand new Defeatus with Skin Deep. And man, what a great tune. That was metal mixed with new metal. And also, uh, I could tell a bit of a, I would say, a bit of a stained influence there as well. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, but, nice. But great vocals. Loved it. It just had that, it had the alternative kind of um, um, time signature with a little bit of a twist on it as well. Yeah, man, that was a great tune. There's a drum bit in the middle of that that sounded like a machine gun fire. It yes, was pretty intense. <laughs> like proper intense. It was like, oh, uh, but yeah, that was a great tune. Very, very uh, kind of emotive uh, songwriting, I guess. Um, I just found out it's Mariah Carey's birthday, so happy birthday, oh, Mariah Carey! Right. I guess. Ha- ha- happy days. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and we care exactly why. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just thought I mentioned it because it was vaguely related to music, but um, she's no. got a great voice. To be fair, uh, uh, I mean I can't sing like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna taper off and say nothing. So uh, I mean, look, put it this way: I can't think of a single Mariah Carey song that I would listen to, but I do have an appreciation for the fact that she can sing. Uh, 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 what's it? Uh, put a gun in my mouth and pull the trigger with my toes. <laughs> 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 if I have to listen to more of that, so. Alright, then. Right, one, actually, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, yeah. Just to get things moving, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit extreme. <laughs> Well, obviously, I, that's is beyond extreme, and I never re- <laughs> re- revert, re, uh, revert to that whatsoever. But you know, <laughs> it is Mariah Carey we're talking about here. Like, you know, she can show your yeah, no, no, yeah. Context is important. Yeah, can, no, can I definitely show your eardrums, right? So, <laughs> so. <laughs> and is, I will. Is Mariah uh, Carey Canadian or pardon? American? Is Mariah Carey Canadian or American? Oh, she's American. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can have that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you with this one. <laughs> so next up, again, we have brand new Crosswires. This is an awesome song. This is a brand new single called 24 Roehampton Street. Dig this. <laughs>
24 Roehampton Street. Uh, man, another great tune. And uh, just the other day, actually, I uh, listened to uh, their first full-length debut album and uh, on a vinyl was amazing. But man, this song is just as great. And it, it just, they have like such a crazy mix. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you pick up like a little bit of Sex Pistols in there. And then, you know, it just... It just, it's, it's such a such a variation of punk, but very cool. Like it's, I love the raw recording. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. These guys do that kind of. Um, well, Joe uh, too, right? So. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like it's kind of there's a bit clash. of the clash in this yeah, one. Clash. They do that kind of garage punk rock thing, I guess. <laughs> um, probably better than anyone, and they do it with such swagger and style as well. Um, and that's the thing, right? You're absolutely right. They they they, they give a, a good twist, and but they put their own spin on it. But they just make it cool, but still good hardcore solid punk. Exactly right, and it just sounds amazing. <laughs> it's just proper good. I mean, that vinyl is awesome. I love the fact that you put it out and it's silver. It's a silver vinyl. I know, and I still, I still to to this day, uh, uh, the best part was. My friend Wendy, who who got a chance was to visit her family and meet up with you and grab the the crosswires vinyl. Oh, that was that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. When I woke up, because I have I work overnight, right? And I woke up and I saw the text and the pictures. Like, oh man, this just made my day. I see, oh, I see a picture <laughs> of Wendy and, and and you with the crosswires. I was like, awesome. Like, made my day. Yeah, yeah that was good. And after that, I texted Kim. Like, Kim, take this out. Like, Mike met up with Wendy. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, actually, speaking, speaking of Wendy, the, the other week, uh, last uh, Sunday, actually, she sent me a, a, a gif of uh, John Cleese in a bikini going, and now it's something completely different, right? <laughs> so I showed to Kim right away, and then it, it just, I said, don't let it so funny because I run because we're watching uh, uh, Faulty Towers. So I took a screenshot uh, of it was like the, the very first episode, right? So, uh, right. So I took a look of that set just to go, oh my god, it was just so funny, so perfectly coincidental. That's such good timing. <laughs> right, exactly, right? Love it. I so, love it. yeah, she was, um, Wendy was really nice, actually, it was really nice to meet her. <laughs> cool. So, next up, we have brand new uh, Corain with a song called Sick Servant. Take this. <laughs>
right on. That was Corrine with Six Servant off their new album. And uh, uh, Mike, is in, it's in our shared. Um, um, uh, we transferred so much of you here yet, all of it, but also if you haven't, or people like to it. But man, what a great tune. And tell me she doesn't have amazing vocals. Like, it's so <laughs> solid and soft and powerful. It's like, oh man, like, I love <laughs> this lover voice. That's, that's what makes the band music. It's, it's cool and tripped out. And, that got the heavy edge with, but her vocals when they connect, everything is bam, like boom, it's done. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. I've, I've actually been streaming it because it's on um, Spotify, and I was, funny enough, I was just writing a tweet saying, I wish I had a CD of this. I wish there was a CD available because it's. It's exactly, you know, we talked earlier about that album experience. It's exactly that sort of album where you sit down and you listen to the whole thing. Yeah, They're kind of like prog rock royalty in my mind now. They're just <laughs> it's such a fantastic album um, all the way over from Switzerland. I've really enjoyed it. The album's called Scripture. It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, it seems to be only on streaming, which I guess makes... Yeah. You, know, you know what? Speaking of, 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 of bands like that, um, uh, one thing I didn't share, I, I keep on forgetting the share button, but you know what it was? It was when Indeed was on with Stu on Premium Blend, and you were there. Oh, yeah. And the, the live it's like, oh man, I remember this was so cool. We were like listening and watching. I was like, this is awesome. And so I was like, oh man, yeah, what, man, what a good memory that was, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was such a. They were such nice guys. Those guys were amazing, and they were brilliant in the studio as well. And we yeah, just really listened to the vinyl uh, uh, not too long ago too, uh, like at home. So yeah, I listened to that quite a bit. It's, it's a good record right now. Uh, so posting and it's posted and it's from three years ago so it's on uh, um, Dr. Clyde Bones uh, if you can add me through it's pronounced then by all means go ahead check it out but very cool but there you go but Corain man awesome the album's amazing I actually love the album it's, it's awesome Yeah. so we have a couple more songs to get to so next up is a band called CC Queen which we didn't get a chance to get to last week but we'll get to this week and uh, a happy birthday and a bon anniversaire to uh, Sona Kid from CC Queen it's his big four zero. And I know I feel them because like I'll be 42 in July, but either way, a great band, and you gotta check this out. And the one thing I didn't download, but I figured I'd talk about it anyways, is Family Guy. It's like, oh great, it's like getting a birthday a wish from Zendine Zidane, the soccer player that headbutted the the, the referee. And <laughs> so they show him, and he knocks on the door, and all was like, yes, it's like and the headbutt is like, bon anniversaire. And he drops a <laughs> cake on her. <laughs> so, so there you go. So happy birthday, Bonnie to a Sonic Kid from CZ Queen. So here's a song called Many Years. Dig this. <laughs>
chance to play it this weekend so you're going to play it last week but what a great tune uh the vocals are amazing very tripped out generally speaking it probably would have been a part two song down the rabbit hole uh but anyway it's a great song and happy birthday to to the sono kid uh bon anniversaire uh um uh pour ton uh, anniversaire but great tune loved it uh just it just had a, a good mix of it just a bit of a jam as well right like loved it yeah, that was absolutely epic, wasn't it? The guitar work in that tune was excellent. The vocals are great. It was sort of like, I don't know, if The Cure were jamming with, well, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix in some sort of spaced out acid trip. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Really cool tune. Um, and I'm, I'm glad. Like, I know we were sort of talking about, oh, well, you know, because of time, we might have to fade it. Because it's, but I like the fact that we play eight minute tracks, or sometimes like fifteen second tracks, or whatever. I'm just like, it's such a great. We have that freedom, which I love. Um, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. What a great tune. Um, and their EP uh, is called uh, the Nancy EP, which has got four really good tracks on it, including one called Nancy, which makes sense. Um, yeah, well, well worth. Uh, I think two of them are live, actually. I think from memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well worth this. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was yeah. Oh, man, that was epic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have two more songs left for part one, and both are uh, um, uh, awesome enough. They are uh, world premieres. So oh, yeah. The first one we have um, is a vaccine seven from their brand new album Silence. The song's called "Cold Blood of Day." Do this, vaccine seven. Yes. 
Vaccine 7 from their debut album, Silence. And we got a copy of it right away, so thank you, Marie, for sending that along to us because it's an awesome album. And I did email her back. I said, like, no, we have put the singles that you've allowed us to play. I said, well, what else can we play from the album? And she said, well, kind of take your pick. I was like, well, that's amazing. So that's why this is a world premiere and a great tune called Cold Blood Day. And before she emailed me back saying, oh, maybe Cold Blood Day or came out the other song she mentioned. And I'd already picked Cold Blood Day. I was like, oh, perfect. Awesome. <laughs> so, man, and what a great tune. Again, the vocals are just stellar. And what a great mix. And this is all essentially via like Zoom and, and like email back and forth. So, man, uh, debut album and you get this quality stuff like t- t- you can't go wrong it's amazing man yeah they're an absolutely brilliant band these guys are really really like their sound um they t- they've also uh given me uh, one of i would say one of about three kind of favorite mugs i have yeah yeah uh, so they sent me a mug. I don't know, actually. I meant to ask you. Did you? Did you have anything to do with that? I don't remember giving them my address. I did. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that was me. They, they, they asked me for the address. They go, I got mine and Mike's. Cheers, Mike. So. Oh, was he? Oh, good. Yeah, that, that was all me. <laughs> I was thinking, God, where's that? No, uh, no, but that, no, it was. That was all me. Was I, like, and, and and actually, I did tell you. I said, ask, I think I said after vaccine, someone asked me for your information. Like, give them to you. So they can send them mug to you. So I. You probably did. Check your messenger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, yeah, it's it's a great mug. But um, yeah, they're a stunning band. I really love these guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to this coming out. I'm definitely adding it to my Bandcamp collection, even though I've already got, obviously, you know, what they sent through. Um, But just absolutely think it's brilliant. The vocals are incredible. The guitars are just so kind of, they're heavy, but not over distorted heavy. They've got really lush tone in their guitars which is awesome and the whole rhythm section just i don't know it just dances doesn't it it's absolutely brilliant great sound i love these guys man right on well you know before we get to our last tune for part one tonight um i did a, in the email saying that we should get on get them on for an interview so what i'm going to suggest is we have amongst the pittance next saturday the third right correct he confirmed? Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. Okay, so, yeah. confirmed, okay. so we have almost been just next Saturday the 3rd. And then why don't we say we'll do Vaccine 7 on the 10th. So Saturday the 10th uh, um, at 10 p.m. Uh, GMT for you guys. So yeah. let, let us know about that. And then what we'll do is um, we have Lemonade Kid on the 17th. Oh, yeah. And then what we'll do after that is uh, since we're playing his song next and we need to talk to him uh, fairly soon. So we'll say we'll set up Orange G for uh, April 24th, uh, Saturday that, the 24th. That'd be amazing if he's up for an interview. I'd so, love to speak to um, him. Yeah, me too. So we're playing his song next, and it's the last song of part one. Again, another world premiere. So here we go with brand new Orange G and his first song from the banjo, which is even cooler. And here we go with Orange G and Echoes in the Park. Dig this. Fascinating. The universe 
Man, that is a absolutely brilliant, what I'm going to call experimental folk tune. Uh, that's, that's where I'm going with this. But it's, nice. yeah, it's just awesome, isn't it? Like, it, the email was fascinating where, um, you know, he was saying, like, he's uh, he's got, um, like, field recordings in there. You can hear kind of the, um, you know, those sorts of sounds. He, um, he's a studio shaker for the first time, which sounded pretty good. Right. And also he was saying right. it's the first one he's kind of mixed and mastered himself. Um, and the comment was, although John Meach, he did suggest a bunch of buttons. Like, <laughs> you know, something like that as I kind of learned it better. But absolutely brilliant tune. Um, and the harmonica, 
I love the way he's mixed the harmonica because it's got that beautiful kind of. Yeah, but it's kind of, it's the, I think, oh, I don't know what the word is, honky, uh, <laughs> I guess, kind of, uh, kind of tone, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, not quite, yeah, not I, quite Conway Twitty, but you know. <laughs> right but yeah top 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 (laughs) top top quality i don't think it's his first one on the banjo because the dustbin was on the banjo as well wasn't it no maybe or the ukulele oh no was it no the dustbin's a banjo there's another one that's a ukulele okay i'm gonna have to well i have to go back now i'm I'm, I'm going by the email so you know (laughs) All right. Anyway, whatever. It's, oh, right, it's right. a brilliant <laughs> tune. It's a brilliant tune. And it's, Either way, it's, yes. it's an absolute... Um, people will be crying out for this, by the way. It's an absolute privilege to get uh, a world exclusive on that. I mean, he's got such a great, you know, loyal fan base yes. um, already. And, I, you know, there will be people everywhere wanting to play this first. And, and he gave it to us, which is awesome. Uh, and I remember we played... We got the world premiere of one of his other tracks on his birthday, didn't we, last year, which was pretty cool as yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, um, actually, yeah, that, just... that, wasn't Dustbin a world premiere as well? Oh, maybe that was the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure Dustbin was. was. But yeah, either way, uh, yeah. great anyway. artist, great tune. So uh, yeah. we are done for part one. So we'll be back in about 15, 20, but uh, I think 20 minutes until then, we'll let uh, Dr. Greer take us out. Dig this. Memory banks of the supercomputer. <laughs> Shrinky-ding that! Krigger out!